What's up, runners? Welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm your host, B Lit. As a running coach, I realized how many runners really wanted to know how to make themselves better and they had no idea how to get there. So here I am to help out any athlete who wants to know more about the sport of running. From the lifelong runner to the brand new runner, there's always something to learn here on the Let's Run Fit podcast. So runners mark, let's go. Hey runners, welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and tuning in with me today. Today we're going to be talking with Gina. She's a runner, fitness enthusiast, mom, and teacher. She's a hilarious person who always keeps me laughing every time I talk to her. And today we're going to be talking about making time for running when your life is hectic. So let's sprint right in, shall we? So hello, Gina. I'm so happy that you're here today. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, But Brooke, I do want to thank you um, for following your dreams and making this happen with your podcast. Um, Because with you following your dreams... You're making this happen for me because I've always wanted to come on to a podcast. So it's fun. I really yeah. like doing this because you get to actually like talk and enjoy and get to know people, and it's just it's so much fun being here. Well, I love it. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, with that being said, what made you um, push for this? What was your urge to start your podcast? I knew that runners needed more information, especially beginner runners. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are full of information for people who've been running for a while and really trying to get their performance levels up, but there's not as much out there for someone who's just trying to figure out what pair of shoes to wear. How do I make time for this? What do I even do? What kind of workouts? So that's really where I wanted to kind of make my niche into the world of helping people just getting started. Because so many people want to start a fitness routine, but their big fear is being judged or doing something wrong and someone going, oh my gosh, look what she's doing. So this gives you a place where you can learn what to not have to worry about anymore. How you can know that you can go out and run and not worry about looking like, you know, some weirdo doing something strange or go to the gym and not worry about the big buff guy over there trying to mansplain you something because you're going to have the basic knowledge to get started. Okay, okay, with you saying, like, worrying about how do you not worry worry about, like, offending any of your, like, audience? Well, I know I'm going to offend someone. Like, I'll just straight say that right here on live air, because if you don't offend a single person, that means you're not saying anything. Okay. Like, okay. 100%, no matter what it is, you're going to offend at least one person, especially in this world and day and age, because there isn't a single topic that every single person on this planet agrees on. So if I have an ability to make where no one's offended, that means I'm physically not saying anything because you could literally tell someone the sky is blue and someone's going to get mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just straight how it is. So I'm just kind of aware that it's going to come right the moment. We haven't had anyone directly come at me for something, but it's going to come. It's just, it's kind of a pain of being in the spotlight, even if my spotlight's really small. (laughs) I get you. And if everybody was the same, it'd be really boring. It would be. I get you then there wouldn't be a need for the podcast because there would be no one out there needing this information. Yep, yep. Because we'd all have the same knowledge and the same beliefs and things like that. And I know there are other coaches that are going to believe different things in terms of their coaching ability than I do, but I know what I was taught. I know what I've seen, what works. I know what you know. my coaching courses have explained to me. I know what my athletes have talked to me about, and I take all of that knowledge to help somebody new. All right. It's lots of fun. <laughs> I love it. So I want to ask you a question. All right, all right. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into this. 
So I know that you do running and fitness. So what made you start this running and fitness? Have you been someone who's done it since you, you know, came out the wound? You just started uh, running or um, did you get it into it later in life? No, I mean, both my parents are physically active people. My dad's a PE teacher, retired PE teacher. So, I mean, till this day, they're both like physically active. My mom stretches at 70, what is she, 73, maybe 72 now. Um, and then my dad being 74, um, he's still, he plays a sport called handball. So, I, I mean. That's hard. I played yeah, that one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it all started from, I mean, obviously it starts from home. But, you know, like I was a kid that ran the relays at field day. You know what I mean? I did that. Um, I always volunteered right, to run the mile yes, for my class. Yes. And then that's where I learned um, if they had you run the last leg, you were the fastest. <laughs> so I didn't even know that until I started coaching track. Okay, okay. I started with just distance running where it was you and the clock, and that was it. We didn't have relays. We didn't have anything. So once I started coaching track, I had to learn, okay, you put – you do the sandwich method where your first and your last leg are normally the fastest. Yeah. And then you kind of hide people in the middle a little bit, things like that. And that's really where my coaching took off because I had to learn even more aspects that I didn't even know were a thing. So that, that rule still applies you at still the fastest to, uh, fastest to the last leg. Okay. You want okay. the person who can go and like just has that grit to not stop. <laughs> like my last leg on my boys four right team like I'm not going to name his name but he is tall he's got those long legs mm -hmm. and he is stubborn <laughs> so when he goes I know that if someone comes up past him he actually will physically you'll watch it he'll look at them look them up and down and then just take off and not let them pass him all right so like I know he's got that grit to go so if you know it's someone who even if they're your fastest but they don't have that grit uh -huh. to where they're going to give that extra gear even when they're already giving it all they got you don't want them on that last leg Oh. Now, is that for, like, distance, too? Or, yes. Okay, okay. So it's always who's going to be able to make sure they bring it home for you. It's who you want at the end. Who's going to be able to give it all, not give up, not get it down if someone does pass them. Because, you know, there's only so much you can do in running. As much as we love to say everyone can just run the fastest at all times. Yeah. There are some genetic components. Like Yeah, of course, of course. There's a reason why the dude who just won states for the mile was practically jogging at the end and still ran a 415. <laughs> like... That was genetics. Jesus loved him a little extra. You know? That's what I always say. <laughs> well, I mean, so with that being said, um, obviously I ran track. Um, I did the 400. Uh, but the then... I, everyone hates. Uh, well, I... Everyone hates I, I, I mean, why do they hate it? Is it because it's either a sprint or a time distance? I mean, I don't... I mean, From what I know, like sprinters don't like it because it's so long and they're so used to going as hard as they can from the start and they have to learn to pace themselves a little bit okay okay and distance doesn't like it because it's so short that they can't pace themselves the way yeah. they normally do yeah. and they're having to go at a sprint the whole time so it's like one they want to go further and have more pacing and the other one wants to go shorter with less pacing and it's just this awkward distance in the middle that no one likes what's what's a good time what's a good time uh, female and male, what would you say? Males are normally around 40 to 50 seconds in that range. Obviously, okay. that's like high school range. Once yeah. you get into college, it lowers again. Jeez. Like, it's crazy fast. <clears throat> Super crazy fast. And then girls, it's normally sitting around like right at 50 seconds to a minute. So, it's okay. unfortunately, you know, our muscle makeup as females, it's just... It's how it is. I hate to say it. I'd love to say it. I could beat every boy out there, but I know <laughs> biologically that's just not going to happen. Their lungs are naturally bigger. Their hearts are naturally bigger. That testosterone boost, that just, oh, the freaking testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> it means they'll always beat me. It drives me crazy. 
Wow. So, okay. But yeah, I was definitely not running in a minute. I, yeah. Maybe like a minute seven or minute 17. I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't even remember, but, um, but this is the crazy thing. So when I got to high school, uh, God, and I did track, I just kept having horrible shin splints or, um, I think the, or stress factors. I don't know. Which a little bit of both. Like. Shin okay. splints can lead to stress fractures okay. if not handled. So. Okay. Okay. So that's probably what happened in my case. And I, do you think that was just growing pains? Like, uh, like that was it either. for me. That was it for me. I, I didn't get back into running until, like, I went to college. It honestly is a little both. When it comes to shin splints, it can be you had the wrong shoes on. Okay. Shoes okay. maybe you didn't have the right support. It could mean you were being overtrained. All right. Like, it could honestly be that you weren't sleeping enough. Because if you're in high school especially, high schoolers don't go to bed. It's just, yeah. It drives me crazy. Like, just go to bed. It's, you just, know? it's just a crazy development part. Like, And, yeah, they're the normally not eating the best either. Nope. So, like, nope. all of these factors come in that if you're overtraining and you're working too hard too many days in a row, you're not giving your body rest, that can start to build up, especially if you add that to the teenage world of not sleeping and eating powdered donuts for breakfast. Yep. And, oh, no. You know, all this stuff kind of starts to compile, and it can cause those shin splints. But you can take steps as a coach to prevent shin splints. So that's like one of those big things. I can say my last season with track, I'm proud to say not a single one of my athletes ended up with shin splints throughout the whole season. What about water intake on that? Is that something that helps? Yes, the water doesn't really help prevent the sense of shin splints, but it helps prevent the cramp injuries. All right, all right. So unfortunately, a lot of our kids are dehydrated. Yeah. A lot of people, most humans, especially in America, we live in a state of dehydration because we don't know how much water to drink. You're supposed to take your body weight, divide it by two, and that's how much you drink in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you should drink at least 100 ounces of water a day. If you weigh 170 pounds, that's a hard number. Why did I pick that one? That would be... (laughs) Oh, why did I pick hard math? Let's go 180 because I can do that one a little bit easier, right? So like you just divide it by two and that's going to be how much... So that way you don't have to really think about it and you just aim for it. And it's really not that much water. No, it isn't. When you think about it. Like you put it all in one and throughout glass. throughout the day. Like, yeah, yeah, you put it in one. Like everyone knows me at school. I have my half gallon jug. It's 64 oh, ounces of water. It's six ounces less than what I need, you know, minimum. And they're like, oh, that's such a big water bottle. I was like, well, it's what I drink throughout the school day. Like this is an eight hour day. I'm here until six o'clock at night when I'm coaching. So it's even more than an eight hour day for me. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that you you just got to drink it and you got to get it done and you drink with the meals you drink as you sip throughout the day. For the kids, they're in school and schools have a really bad habit of not letting people go to the bathroom because <laughs> kids have a bad habit of going to the bathroom when they don't need to go just to get out of class. So it's like, it makes it where they live in a state of dehydration most of the time. It's, it's just hard for everybody to stay where you need to stay. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but okay. So yeah, so high school didn't do much running, but yeah, when I went to college, that was just kind of like an outlet for me, you know, a routine. Um, and then like just now, just, um, and you're part of this, right, Brooke? The insanity after school? I do. I okay, don't do it as right? often because of coaching. Okay. Okay. But I know, um, Ms. Heath said that you were in that, you did yes. it with them a couple times. So. Whenever I don't have to stay after school for coaching and he actually manages to have us all in there on the mm-hmm. same day because I had a really bad habit of getting canceled the last month or so. <laughs> I don't think he's done it for a couple mm-hmm. weeks now, but, you know, it's just 
getting together, doing some type of workout and insanity is so hard for me. And what, I can run 13 miles, but ask me to do that 30 minute insanity yeah, video. And like, Oof. what exactly is it? I mean, that's, is that pure cardio? Is that pilo? What, what is it? It depends on which one you're doing. So for people who and don't know, insanity is a beach body program. I think they're actually called body now. I think they just rebranded to body. Like they're, oh God. I don't know. You okay. never know what happens in this day and age. But it's a Sean T video. He's fabulous. If you mm -hmm. want a group fitness training, Sean T's the way to go. He's my absolute favorite. It's just hilarious. And it kind of combines cardio and body weight strength training. So, like, when you're going kind of those lateral side to side, he has you squatting at the end of the motion. So, it just it really kind of combines. So, it has where you do, like, the jump squats. It has where, you know, you're doing skaters. So, it's really a little bit of both. And I'm just, I, I like, with me doing that, like, I at least try to fit in three days a week. But with doing that, that just helps me run. Like, that just makes me a stronger runner. It I, does. It's I, strengthening the muscles. But I eventually would like to not have to rely on that and just be able to maintain that endurance, that's the speed. Like, I'm trying to get to, like, three three miles under 30 minutes. But I that's have not bad. I have, I'm only at 28 yet. is my PR for three miles. 28 minutes is where I'm at right now, which okay, and that's, seems really fast until, you know, these high schoolers are doing it in, like, 20. Oh, and oh, you're like, oh, wow. so slow. I, but, I mean, is that something that you train for that you can condition? I mean... You do. You just got to do the right training. All right. It's so, I mean, three three days of insanity, is that, uh, is that good? It helps because it gives you that strength training. Or should I um, do more of the running, getting the body, like, trained to that? It's a little bit of both. The insanity gives you the strength aspect and it gives you the cardio, but the best thing that can help running is to run. Okay. Okay. So a lot of it to get that endurance base is easy running. All right. So I'll have to look at your stuff and see what pace you're running your easy runs. So just those basic um, steady state runs at, and that could be what really helps build that endurance. Do you keep um, do you keep an app on your phone? Do you do any apps? I do. I okay. have the Garmin because I have a Garmin watch. Okay. Okay. Like non-paid sponsorship, but I've had Garmin forever, and I use their heart rate strap because my body lies to me about what's considered easy. <laughs> so I use heart rate as my data to keep me in check. And plus, I'm a science teacher. I love data. Data makes me happy. I can look <laughs> after my run and see how long each foot stayed on the ground per step. It's amazing. I just do the Run Keeper. A lot so, of people like RunKeeper. Yeah. There's a Nike one, Nike Run something. I think it might be RunKeep or something. Cause I think RunKeeper is Under Armour. Like, okay. there's so many out there. Yeah, the RunKeeper has somebody that will pop in like with an accent and motivate you. I love those. <laughs> like the Couch to 5K apps that I always put it on some random accent when I did those. I'd be like, you're doing so well today. That was a terrible accent, but you know what I was trying to get to. <laughs> you run like a gazali or something. Or he says something like that to me. What's a gazali? Something, some animal that starts with a G. I think it's the thing with the long horns. Is that, that a was gazali? Lion King. What is that? I think it's the thing lions ate Lion King. Uh, okay. <laughs> some type of deer. <laughs> I don't even think I'm saying it right, but it's like gazali. <laughs> gazelle. Because the gazelle is that weird Tony Little elliptical like thing. I used to have one of those. I think it was so much fun, but you could not get your heart rate up on it. At least I couldn't. I love how we just keep getting off topic, but still on topic. I, but I, We're yeah, amazing I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure it flows right. Um, You're doing great. Because we're still talking. We're starting about how you got your fitness. Okay, yeah, and how okay. You um, stayed on that journey. And like I said, um, three, three days of insanity right now, followed by one run, uh, 40 mi 45 minutes. Um, I don't really know how, I want to say four, mi four miles, but it's got to be a little bit longer. 
I can't do a. It depends on your day too, and yeah. how much you can actually do. Because stress what? and the outside, which is you know the main topic for today, is how outside <laughs> factors affect your running and fitness routine. Do you run in this kind of weather with the rain? I'm a little this... bit of a fair weather outside runner. Okay. Today I... the rain's not as bad. How do you so. not fall? Like I was thinking about that. Like I mean, I don't want to like. <laughs> Depends on the shoes you're wearing. A lot okay. of it's the shoes. And the clothes, probably, mm -hmm. like a rain uh, water so, resistant. I have some shoes that have very little traction because they're road race shoes. And then I have some that are trail shoes that are full traction. I actually got, just got a new pair of trail shoes recently. Okay. I'm so excited. So, like, when the, we like the weather's really wet, I normally wear things like the trail shoes or something with a higher traction base to prevent that slipping. Like, I have a pair that I'm so fast in. But if I tried to run on wet pavement in those, I would just whoop like a banana what, right on the ground. What's this? What's the brand? The brand of my trail shoes I just got are the Ultras. Okay, okay. So my Ultra Lone Peaks, those are my new trail shoes. But like my race shoes, I have the Asics Metaspeed, I have the Brooks Levitates, I have Brooks Ghost, I have Sakani Endorphin. Like I, I could, this could take a while to list all of the shoes. I have On Clouds, I have Stratus, I have On Monster, I have On Swift. Favorite, favorite. <laughs> Depends Here. on what I'm doing. Okay, so that's based on that. It really depends on what I'm situation, doing. Situation, environment. Right now, my daily trainer favorites are my on-cloud monsters. My speed work favorites are definitely my Brooks Levitates. My race day favorite is my A6 Meta Speeds guys. Okay, Brooke, are they white? The shoes? Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> uh, some of them I are. I ask. I don't know. My new pair? Like, it being wet and muddy. Like my new pair is purple. Okay. okay. Like right. a really deep purple. All right. And I'm super excited because I haven't had a dark colored pair of shoes in a while. Most of them are kind of like, I mean, I do tend to go for the lighter color shoes because they come with the brighter color neons. It seems like, like I have ones that have rainbows on the bottom. And it seems like everybody likes purple. It's like a fan favorite color. I love them. I love my one because I was wearing them yesterday just outside of the store because it was so wet and slippery. I was like, I want to test the traction. Like, I'm just a New Balance. New Balance is the one brand I don't really wear. Not because they're okay. bad shoes, but because I cannot get the image of the old man <laughs> in the big white leather ones cutting his grass with socks up to his knees out of my head. Okay, and if you're New Balance, I'm sorry. How are you still making these shoes? How are people still buying them? I don't understand. And I know, like, the fresh foam is fantastic. And every time I put a pair of New Balance on my feet, they're so comfortable. I just can't get myself to pull the trigger and actually buy them. Like <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent a mental I mean, thing I for me. I get it, I get it, but I mean, I do know that like if you do if your shoes over time, if they like become holy or if they do come on like unglued, they will send you a new pair. I do know that. Like they are like trying to say their shoes are unstoppable. They're excellent. They are. They, I mean, I, I do know like there has been a friend of mine that spent a lot of money on them, and they did unravel after some time, and they did send him a new pair. So. I, I know, know one of my best friends just got a new pair of New Balances herself, and she's okay. starting to run but in them. <laughs> like, like I said, they're excellent shoes. I know a lot of people who run in mine is 100% a weird bias. has nothing to do with the brand, nothing to do with the shoe. Because, like I said, everyone I've ever put on has been amazingly comfortable. Yeah. Their fresh foam in particular is my favorite to wear, and it's just so such a soft ride as I'm, like, kind of running around the store in them. I just I can't pull the trigger. They actually make a Disney um, New Balance. Yeah. Okay, that might actually get me to buy a pair. Just a heads up. Uh, but I, I don't know if they still do it. But I, I did look at that for a minute. They were just a high top. I don't know. I, don't know. I have so many. Do you like high top running Depends. shoes? Depends. 
I just feel like my I don't know. It starts to rub on my ankle yeah, for me. Yeah. But I feel like if I did more trail running, okay, that okay. would probably work better. But again, my trail rooms are trail shoes are also lower top, so okay. But yeah. I have a really weird shaped ankle. Like my ankle sticks out really far compared to normal oh. people. So oh, I haven't looked at mine. <laughs> normal people don't even look at this. Okay. I only look well, at this because I worked in a shoe store or work in a shoe store. I don't know. I said that past tense. <laughs> I work in a shoe store and. I see people's ankles in the shoe and a lot of people comment on their ankle and where the shoe hits it. I was like, oh, I want to remind it's in all my favorites. And I was like, oh, why is my ankle so big? <laughs> it's just one of those things. So moving on into the actual job itself that you have. So you're a teacher and everyone knows teaching in general is an exhausting career. Like it just a hundred percent is. But in your case, you're also a family consumer science teacher as well, which means you have extra responsibilities that like I don't even have to deal with on most days in my classroom. Like, I have to deal with it on lab days, but like you're literally in a room full of you know <laughs> hot burners and ovens and things like that that you have to deal with. So how does all of this kind of change your day in a lot of ways that you wouldn't expect that kind of like, you know, just in general changes your energy levels that you have before and after school and things like that? Well, you're definitely right. Definitely up and about. Never a dull moment in class, I'll tell you that. But I don't know. I mean, you got to, like, trust these kids with with that equipment and hoping the knowledge you gave them. Like, you know, with safety and sanitation, they apply that. So it's really trial and error and just trusting and going with it. But, um, no, yeah, you're right. Um, definitely exhausting. Exhausting job. Um, but, I mean, also within my curriculum... I do involve the fitness, the nutrition part. Um, you know, you, it's kind of like at that moment, like you have to practice what you preach. You know what I mean? Um, you said that uh, you've got some cupcakes in the past. I have gotten lots of okay. cupcakes from your room. <laughs> right. I love when a I kid mean, knocks on my door. It's like, I'm yeah. from Miss G's room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that, of course, we have to like do the baking part, um, you know, and I would like to concentrate, concentrate more like on healthy recipes and, you know, understanding baking is not just all about sweets. There's a healthy alternative to that, so make them do zucchini cupcakes. Y yeah, stuff. yeah, definitely. But I mean, you know, it's also part of their palate. Like, you know, some you gotta kid, get them to actually try it. Yeah, that that would say that some are willing, and I always tell them my the best part is watching them like spit it, spit it up, make that gross face. I, I, <laughs> I always like that part. So, but um, you know, with the fitness, uh, and they could probably even, you know, my students could probably even tell you, but they they've experienced the insanity. Um, you know, have an option. You could either do that routine or you could um, do an alternative assignment. But they've experienced that, the insanity workout. And those are hard. Um, like, those yeah. aren't the easiest. No. Um, and I think they, like, when they do it, they realize that that, that is an intense program. Um, but, yeah, definitely. you got to make time for, for working out, for sure. you definitely got to make that time. Um, I used to do it after school with that, with that group of Sakasi and Sanity crew, but... Now I just kind of do my own insanity in the early morning. Um, like, but like, what about you? What do you recommend is the best time to work out where you're actually going to fill it? Is it at the start of the day? It's honestly um, the part of the day that you'll actually get it done. Okay. So okay. there's pros and cons to all times of day. So like in the morning, 
you know, you have a little bit more energy in terms of you haven't, you know, just walked around your classroom preventing kids from lighting their hair on fire all day. <laughs> you know, you have that. You haven't had, like, the mental exhaustion. So you're a little bit more on point. But you're also going to be a lot stiffer because you've been laying still for so long. Yeah. So you have to focus on your warm-up a little bit more. Well, if you do it later in the day, you're going to be a little bit, you know, looser in terms of, like, mobility because you've been moving around. You've been up and down. You're also fueled a lot better in the evenings because you've already had, hopefully, hopefully had, I guess I should say, breakfast, lunch, some type of snack, maybe even dinner, but you know, you're winding down. So it kind of really depends on what you can actually get done and what you're hoping for out of it. Okay. But like with you, Brooke, you teach all day. Um, you coach, you know, when, when do you go home? I mean, do you go home and you get your exercise in or you Depends just do it with the, the kids? Do you do it with the kids? I do it with the kids a lot lately. Okay. All right. Um, I've All right. learned that that is the best way because like I tell everyone, it's so much easier to do fitness if you're with somebody. If you have someone there keeping you accountable. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in a workout section and I'll tell all of my athletes, I'll be like, all right, guys, I'm working out with you today. This is what we're doing. It makes it where if I tell them I'm doing that for the next couple of days and then I don't, they start to make fun of you because they're in high school. And that's what they love to do. <laughs> they love to be like, oh, coach isn't doing her workout, so I don't have to, right? And then you'll be like, no, if you still have to, like, well, I guess you do too. And then you get up and you do the thing even when yeah. you're exhausted and you're tired. And then sometimes I do it at home depending on what it is because there are certain days with track that I can't do it with them, like if I'm having to do time trials or form clinics or film, things like that. So just for me, it really depends. Mine is always after school or after practice. Because I don't believe in alarms that are earlier than they have to be. Okay, so you're definitely not like the 5 a.m. No. When I got have the episode planned for talking about how to get up early and do it before work, it is definitely a guest episode. Okay, okay. Because I have zero tips because everything I've tried has failed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, God, because I was going to even ask you... Um, See, I, I wrote run in the morning because I'm, you know, safety reasons. And I was going to ask it's you. it's dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you what, what would you recommend to get a run in... Like at 5 a.m. Or based on like some of your, you know, It's feedback. definitely got to be something where a you can do something safe. So I have a reflection vest and okay. it has flashing lights on it. Oh. So I keep just the straight white light in the front and then a flashing red light in the back on the reflector vest. So that way people can see me because we live in a world where especially at 5 a.m. People just assume, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that they can kind of fly through things. What about bringing like a, a dog, a dog to run with you? I do bring my doggos. Okay. Um, my doggos are a little out of shape still. We're working on it. Mm -hmm. We're easing them in, trying to get them to their first three miles all at once. You know, so you just, you got to do what you can. If you do run with a dog, quick tip, make sure that you don't just push the dog into something crazy. They need to build their endurance space just like you do. All right. All if right. you just take them on a 13 mile run, like they'll do it, but they're going to be sore except for they can't tell you they're sore. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what would you say starting off with? Uh, I always say start with about a mile and then working and up. slowly working up just like you would with you. You wouldn't just jump into 13 mile runs and maybe find like a certain breed that would be like, mm -hmm. you know, that that's part of their trait, the exercising yes. and smaller dogs obviously need to be worked up to even a mile because a mile whenever your legs are only six inches apart is a lot more than a dog like you know like a german shepherd who's a lot bigger so wow. you know your pace is going to be different if you have a really small dog our slow pace is going to be them like just trotting with their little legs <laughs> just trying so hard to get there and you know like whenever i run with my dogs because i have medium-sized dogs like my easy pace they're just fast walking they're just like hey what's up looking around 
they get tired. I can tell. I always say watch the tails. Yeah. Because when their tails are up and wagging and they're trying to sniff and eventually they stop pulling and they stop sniffing and the tail just starts to go down. Because they're like, okay, I'm over this. But, um, no, yeah, like you said, just trying to find like what works with your schedule. So for me, having two kids, um, I'm just working out in the morning and then that starts my day. I've noticed a pattern. Parents do better in the morning. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think in the afternoons when the children are awake, I don't have kids myself. So, obviously, like, I don't know directly, but from every single parent I know, it's mommy, 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 mommy. Yeah, but I mean... And I know I can't do that, so... Won't, won't there be a period that they'll incorporate with me and do workouts with me? They can. Um, you know what I mean? I'm hoping that... And like, if they watch happen. you do it, they do, because I, th- okay. I think you mentioned it earlier about they model what they see. Yeah, yeah. Well, that... Because it was how you got your start. Yeah. That's what it was. You said your parents... We're both active, so you became active because you understood the importance because you saw it. If you saw your parents sitting on the couch and never moving, like that's what you're going to mm-hmm. do. You do what you see. When people say, you know, some of like genetic things, sometimes it's not even genetic in terms of the actual genes. It's genetic in terms of the habits. Okay, okay. I never so, thought of that. So good, good. My, my kids have a chance to be uh, physically active. <laughs> I always like to remind people that sometimes it's genetic habits that can change. All right. Because if you come from a family of people who are all overweight, yes, there are physical genetics. Mm-hmm. There are things that are going to cause you to store fat sources more. But there's also going to be the habit genetics that you still get control of. Like if you grew up in a house that we're always eating these meals that are delicious, but you know, like 800 calories for half a portion, that's going to be the food you eat. And that's going to be the food you cook for your next family. So you have to kind of think about that. Like if you came from a family that you're used to eating you know, salads and fish, you know, healthier recipes, lots of broccoli, then you're going to pass that on because that's what you know. But if you're used to just going out to eat and eating McDonald's every night, again, that's what you're used to and that's what you know and that's what you pass on. So don't ever feel like you're stuck Mm -hmm. based off whatever pattern you grew up with. Because I know so many people, it's like, I come from overweight family, so I'm just going to be overweight. I was like, no, you're not. You're going to have more trials than others. But you can still make the change in your habits. Like, and I'm not going to lie. If you come from an overweight family, normally it is a lot harder. Because you didn't have someone modeling that. It wasn't ingrained into you to do it. And you normally don't have the support system either. And then that's where you take my class and we'll look at healthy recipes. Exactly. (laughs) Because if you eat McDonald's for dinner, they think it's normal. But you tell your kid to go eat broccoli and drink a lot of water. It's now you're weird. Why are you so hyper healthy? Like... Why do you mm-hmm. care so much? Like you only live once, but if you sit on the couch and do nothing and eat McDonald's all the time, it's just normal. And it's just watching, watching everything and just, you know, moderation, moderation. And kids actually want to learn about it too. Yeah. Yes, they do. Like, yes, they do. Anytime I randomly go on a rant in school about macros, you know, the macronutrients of what's in mm-hmm. your food and like different ingredients that are in our food, they're so interested, not just because we got off topic in class, but because... They know nothing about this. Yes, you're right. So kids probably really like your class that they get to learn about those healthy things because it's not taught in schools like it should be. No, and and that's what's sad because there's only like five of us throughout the district. Maybe more. Like maybe we're up now at seven, but um, there should be more of us. Or at least um, I'm trying to even think if the sports med or health science programs touch base. They do a little, a little you know but I mean? they have to focus so much more on injuries as well. That's true. 
Like we need a class terminology, you know, about that. teaching healthy habits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if I could just make a class, it would be the science of health and nutrition. Like if I just magically got to create my own elective, which I know they don't really let us do that anymore, but it would be teaching kids what macronutrients are, what proportions you need these macronutrients, why you need each macronutrient. Cause they have no clue. No. Like boys know they need protein for weightlifting, but they have no idea why. You know, and teaching all of these things. Because when you have that knowledge of understanding why your body needs something, you're more likely to give your body that something. Yeah. I, so you, I don't know. Well, we could always see what develops, I guess. Have you taught something like that before? I haven't. I mean, not maybe. directly. I teach it in random snippets of conversation that bring up, especially in biology. Because I'm thinking that was more like a college course for me when we talked about the... All See, I think kids need to know that. They yeah, also need to know yeah. taxes, and can I take that class? <laughs> Even teachers well, agree that teach, schools don't always teach what we need to be taught. I thought um, personal finance is coming, right? And that... they're, they're getting better at having finance classes. Okay, I thought that was coming up as the personal finance. Like, it, it needs to do that for sure. We keep getting, like, just random I, topics, but these yeah, are so okay, good okay, topics. Okay, I love the conversations. Um, so we're talking okay. about having the energy, having the time, and about how you have to make the time, all of those things. So you have a job, and I have the same job. I'm a teacher, and I know lots of teachers, obviously, because we're both teachers, and you know you're around us all day. Like we're so tired mentally at the end of that day. So what really keeps you going? Like what gets you to where you wake up and you push play on that video, or after school go out onto the trail and run? Like you know, I like to ask everybody, what's your motivation of getting it done? Because it's hard, even as a coach. Sometimes like. I get after school and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have zero energy today. Like, I can't do this. Um, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to apply this to where you make time for your friends. You make time for your family. That's what it's about. We broke it down to, you could work out in the early morning. You could work out after school. You could work out late in the evening. I mean, what fits you best, but you just have to make time for it. Um, and it's it's self-discipline. Self That's what it comes down to, too. Um, everybody has their vice. Um, a workout. Ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you? Ice cream? I love ice cream. I have a Ninja Creamy now. Okay. So at least it's healthier ice cream now. All right, all right. Oh, I could eat I could eat ice cream. Ice cream's your vice? Blue Belt, especially. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I like Blue Belt, too. But, um, but see, but that's nothing wrong with that because you can have some ice cream and then you could burn off those calories. You know what I mean? And that's going back to like what we were talking about, classes that can explain that to you. The balance of yeah, getting the balance both. of Yeah. Nothing says because you had the ice cream, yeah. your day's just over. Yes, yes. There's always, um, like we said, the moderation. But self-discipline, guys, you, I, I mean, you have to put the work in. Um, and it's just the feeling afterwards. I think that's um, chasing that runner's high. Yes. And it does I, exist. Okay. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about that too. It, it is a thing. I know it's a thing. And it's funny because that's usually when I make my TikTok videos is after a good run. <laughs> because you have those endorphins. I know, but isn't it, I, I are, are your runners aware, especially your runners that are just starting, are they aware of that? Like, I can't even explain the feeling. It's like, it's. It's like a self-accomplishment, but like a physical, like a physical experience. I think a lot you know of I mean? people, when they start off, they confuse the runner's high with relief that it's over. Okay, okay, okay. You know, so they're I get like, it. oh, I'm so happy right now because this is done and I get to go home. I get to go eat that ice cream, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I think they confuse it because my sister, and I actually mentioned this in an episode that's come in as well. Like, I remember this is part of the topics I wrote down is she doesn't believe me that the runner's high is a thing. She thinks that it's a huge conspiracy theory that we're all making up. 
but we're not because you have to get there. You just have to do it long enough to actually get there. Yeah. If you're only working out for 10 minutes, your runner's high isn't going to be as strong and you're not going to really notice it as much as if you go on a long run. Like I love long run days because when I get home, it's like you said, that feeling of self-accomplishment. You're smiling, you're happy, cause, partially because you're inside and you're tired now, but like it's just this feeling of joy. Now, do you like to run with what's other people or you like to just run by yourself? I do both. Okay. okay. I love running with other people because it's so entertaining because I'm the annoying one that sings. Because mm-hmm. easy runs, you should be able to sing. And I will sing Disney songs on our entire run, no matter where we are. <laughs> and I'll do it. But I also have the really hard time actually getting to where the group runs meet. And that is something that I'm planning on working on this summer. Is to like get over it and just get up and get in the car and go to the group runs. Because half the time I'm like, I'm going to go to a group run tonight. And I'll get ready and I'm like, I don't feel like driving. And then I just go out my front door and go do my run here. So I still get okay. the run done. It's just... Do you feel like, but see, with me, if we did a group run, a group run, I wouldn't want to let anybody down. Like, I would make commitment to be there. You know what I mean? Like, that's just... And that's why that's, having someone like so, so important. But I'm with you, too, because, like, you could jam out, you could sing, like, you know, when you're running. And you're like, talking, yeah, and you're enjoying, yeah. it becomes a social thing. And, you know, going through the mentality, too, of it. But um, that's how it becomes running can become some people's therapy, not because like it's replacing therapy, because you are actually talking to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk like the, you know, the truth comes out on a run because you're running and you're talking and you're both going through something and you're in the heat, you're in the sweat, you're in the moment. So you're, you just start talking you bond. So what do you do when you have like someone that's not at your pace though? Do you just keep motivating them? Do you guys like do a... What's the what's the run call where you like have someone run in the front and then they go to the back? What's oh, that one? Uh, I want to. I, <laughs> I know what it's called. The only term I can think of, I don't feel like it's politically correct anymore <laughs> as a new term. I know they used to be called Indian runs. Okay, that's up, what I thought it was called too. But I feel like that term has changed now okay. because of political correctness, which like I get. Like, <laughs> do you, do you guys? I mean, have you ever done that kind of run before with others? Like, not as much. Normally, if someone's just starting out, there's always going to be somebody there who will run at their pace Mm -hmm. because you don't want someone just starting off to run at your pace and go faster than they need to go because then they're going to burn out. They're going to be in pain. They're not going to enjoy it because they're not going to be able to breathe because they're going to be out of breath and they're going to be running at above a level that they should be. And it's going to actually start to, you know, do negative effects on the bodies and causing overtraining and causing them to not want to be there. So you run down and you always say, if you do a group run, you run at the pace of the slowest runner. Okay. Because easy runs, there is a point you can go too easy, but for the most part, like we're not elite runners. So it's it's going to take a while before we get to that level. Like if Sarah Hall came and ran with me, pretty sure she's not going to get much out of that easy run other than just time on her feet because her easy pace is faster than my like one mile pace. So, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of how it is, but you always run at the slower person. Okay. All right. Because otherwise people like no one wants to run harder than what they're ready for. No, have you done group runs? What is it with? Did Black Dog do some mm-hmm. group runs before? I know, like I've been invited by like uh, McKee. She invited me to do that. Is that with Black Dog? Black Dog has them. Pete okay. has them. Grand Strand Running Club has them. 
uh, in his promos, next step performance. Like there are so many running clubs in this area and most of them are free and you don't have to pay. Do you recommend this summer that I should try one? You should. We should do it together. That way we can both do it. Okay. We got this. We're going to go together. Just let me know. Like if you post something or give me a heads up. I mean, but I know I tried before um, doing it with McGee and maybe I think it was Urbanic too. She was doing it. Yep, they do a lot. Um, So... But, um, yeah, it's like you said, making the time and having that energy mm-hmm. level, you know, getting out there, like, or if working with other people, you don't, you want to be committed, not let them down as well. A hundred percent. So like, it's hard. Like, I still can't figure out how you don't hit the snooze button every morning. <laughs> like, since you said you do I it mean, before school, like, I know you make time for it, but how do you not go? I'm just going to hit snooze, go back to sleep and I'll handle this after school. I think how do you not procrastinate? I think just as you get older, your mind thinks too. Like throughout, you know, you just got a million things you got to do and just sitting there in the bed's not going to get it done. So See, I always just snooze. I'm so bad for that snooze button. I know, Anyone who's I... listening to this podcast has heard me mention how much I hate the snooze or no, I love the snooze feature. I should say I hate alarms. Like, so ugh. do you hit the snooze? Like what? I mean, what's up? Like every time I've ever set an alarm to wake up before school mm-hmm. and get my workout or my run in, I wake up normally before the alarm goes off. And I'll look at my watch and be like, mm. What time are we talking here? Not even that early. I wake up at 6.30 for school, <laughs> meaning my alarm would go off at 6. I'll wake up at like 5.30 naturally because my brain knows okay. I have to get up early. And then I'll pick up my phone and I'll change it back to 6.30. <laughs> like, Well, that might change. I mean, it's so bad. It like, might change as you get older. I need people to help motivate me to do that. Because that's one of the reasons I don't do some of the group runs because some of them start at 6 a.m. Start at 6 a.m. I mean, I have to get up at 5 a.m. to get there. What What about catching, like, the the sunrise, though? Like, do you like checking that out or, you know what I mean? I like sleep. Okay. <laughs> I will normally watch the sunrise on a cruise ship. Okay, okay. You could definitely catch it there, too. But normally it's because I'm on the other side of the sunrise. <laughs> when I go on cruises, I'm normally still awake when the sun comes up sometimes, and that's why. So, well, I don't know I don't if that know. counts. Like I said, maybe that might change as you get older, but I don't know. That's the one thing. I'm trying to find the magical person who can give me the keys of how to wake up early and get it done. I say it's it's age. So when you get to maybe like 50, you'll be getting up at 5. You also have kids, so you just want their quiet time too. Because you don't get quiet at school. You don't get quiet when you get home. So if you wake up, it's the only time your house is quiet. I didn't realize that. You're right. I just just gave you a psychological mind blower right there. You did. That's You're like my, I just get up to get the quiet. That's time. that's my time for for myself and my thoughts. Yep. You're and right. that might be why is I come home to a quiet house because okay. I have dogs. Yep. Yep. And so. while my dogs are annoying, they're beautiful and they're lovable, and they don't bug me and call mommy, mommy, mommy. They just cuddle me. It's so much better. Yeah, I love dogs. What advice would you give someone who feels like they have no time in their day? Like I know we keep saying you just got to make time for it. I know we keep saying that, but start everyone small. can say stuff like that. I mean, we, you got to start small. What do they say? Small potatoes. <laughs> so, uh, no, really, just start small. If you find yourself like just even getting up and walking, walking around your block, I think the importance is just even being outside. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I don't think a lot of a lot of the students, a lot of the kids are getting outside. So I think definitely well, we getting we trap out. them in a box for yeah, the entire time that, the sun's that's up. That's true. That, I mean, you know, I mean, some classes aren't fortunate. Like they get to have some activities outside the classroom. Or even have a window. You know, you know what I mean? And yeah, I don't even have fact. windows all the time. Um, but um, <coughs> like I said, just start small. 
uh, start your walk, maybe even giving somebody, getting somebody else to join you on that walk. Would you say that if they only had time for five minutes, that five minutes is better than no minutes? Yeah, even stretching, yoga, doing a little meditation. Yeah, start small. And then, you know, maybe get somebody to motivate you. You know what I mean? Find that partner, find that friend, like I keep saying. Yep. It's all those small things. Like we were saying, just starting out small. Um, You know, starting out walking around the block, listening to your music, maybe even asking a friend to join you. Bike riding, cycling. I like bike riding because it's low impact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easier on the body. And those are always good. Like the best is swimming. But a lot of the times when you're starting a fitness routine, like there's a reason why people feel self-conscious sometimes. Like and going to say like the best thing for your body is to go do something low impact in the pool. They're not going to want to do it because they have that self-conscious. So finding other ways to get that low impact workout is so much better than just saying, well, it has to be swimming because you need low impact. You can go biking. You can get those really cool things called an elliptico. I want one so bad. Like, so bad I want <laughs> those one. Those are pretty cool. Like, there's so many just yeah. walking. Yeah. There are things you can do to get started until you're ready to take those next steps. So would you say, like, what I'm doing, like doing those little, not little, doing those, uh, well, I guess those short workouts three times a day, and then getting into the running maybe once or twice. That's a good way to start out? It is a good way. Okay, okay. So. And I feel like sometimes for some people, it's easier to start with something in your living room like what you do mm-hmm. than going out for a run. And you obviously, this is Let's Run Fit. So yeah. I am very pro-run, but I also understand that when you're just starting, sometimes it's harder to leave the house and come back. It's easier to do something like Insanity yeah. in your living room to get started until you have that time and have that routine and then go outside and leave the house and start the running and the walking and everything else. And sometimes with kids, it gets even harder. Yeah. But, I mean, in the future, definitely would like to, you know, stray away from those insanity workouts, especially, like, it being harder on my body. You know what I mean? It is. Those are going to be um, high impact. Oh, yeah. Lots of jumping. Yes. So, eventually, I would like to move away and just have the body conditioned to take on one or two. We'll take on three days of running. Have you done a 5K before? Yeah. Yeah, only one time, though. Um, I think we should have you do another 5K this fall. Well, what, which that can one, be our goal for what, the summer. Which one do you recommend? Like, I mean, do some of these 5Ks donate to charities? Like, that's A lot my, of them that's, do. That's my main thing. I want, you know, whatever I'm going to pay for, I want it to go to, like, a, ch- a charity. I know um, Innis Promos donates a lot to charity. Okay, okay. Um, I want to say Apex Promotions is the other one that does. And, I mean, is this all local, too? Mm-hmm. These are all local. Okay. I know I'm doing a Myrtle Beast, I think, actually. I know on episode three, when we talked about the Spartans, I said I was never going to go do a mud run. But I've had so many people What's DM up? me. What's up? What's up with that? I just, I don't like the idea of just being in the mud and think heavy things with the 5K. Do you think it'll slow you down? It hardcore will, and it'll mess with my brain. Okay, okay. Oh, but right. since that episode came out, so many people... Have DM'd me and told me, you just have to do it. Like, they've literally been quoting me to me about, you just have to do it. You just have to try it. You never know until you try it. How are you going to say you don't like it? And I'm like, oh, my listeners are right. Oh. I, I think at the end. So I think I'm going to do the Myrtle Beast. Yeah, definitely do it. At the end of the, I think at the end, you'll, you'll have a different running high than anything. And then the best part is, like, getting hosed down and getting cleaned. And everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> You can't say you don't like something if you've never done it. That's true, too. And that there's nothing that says that just because you do it once, you have to do it forever. Again, true. they were quoting me to me, and I'm like, oh, dang yeah. it. 
I, I like this. I like this. And that's how I ended up with those trail shoes that we were talking about earlier in this episode. <laughs> I now have a pair of shoes that can get hosed down and can go in the mud. So, so the steps are being taken to try something new. All right, I'll be I'll be down to do a five k with you, or if you want to do the mud run, I I've done a mud run. I I, I but I get what you're saying. It is it's definitely different. I'm mentality. very good at running. The forward. heaviness. It's the obstacles and the burpees that. Actually, when we when I did it, um, the one girl she got hurt because, like she said, like like you said, it's just a whole different um, atmosphere. It's like different. different. I know I'm not doing the competitive heat. I'm going to be doing just the funsies. I'm here for funsies heat, the one where they barely even time you. Like that is my goal. (laughs) And now it's going to be your goal. We're going to get you on a 5K this year. All right, and then also. Um, I would like to get it down to less than 30 minutes. And if we are going to do this, should I continue the three insanity and maybe one, two, three days running? What would you say? As a coach, I would say keep at least one day of insanity because of that strength workout, depending on which one. There are different workouts. So the one that's more strength-based to make sure you're still getting that. Because you also, as a coach, I always encourage, you don't just want to run forward. You want to be working the multiple planes of movement. So Mm -hmm. forward, side to side, backwards, up. You want to get all of those motions because it strengthens all the muscles differently. So that one day of insanity would still be great because it gives you your strength workout. But I would definitely say it's time to add some more running in. Okay, especially with the summer, Brooke. We've got time. It's the beauty of being a teacher is that mm. you, you do get at least two months where you suddenly get a little bit more time and you can try something new and we can get a new routine going, which is a blessing that we do get as teachers that a lot of people with a traditional job do not get because they don't have a random week off here or a month off there like where they kind of get to reset. I mean, they only have to work 40 hours a week normally while we're working like 80 hours a week for our 10 months on, but <laughs> you know, um, we earned those month, that yes, month off. Okay. Yes, we we earn it. Yes, we do. But it is a blessing to us that we do get to have that time to try to reset our life and try something new. Well, I guess, um, I hope this inspires like anybody that's like wanting to run or wanting to just even simply work out. Like, you know, you smart, you start small and you know, get some big results at the end. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how hectic your life is. Like, that was the whole point of today's episode Thank was you. how to get it done when your life is hectic. Like, we have so many things that are knocking on our door, and we live in a world where we're officially at the point where if you're not being productive, you're lazy, quote, unquote. <laughs> and that's not how it needs to be. It needs to be have time for yourself, have time to do the fun things, and have time to get that workout in. Because if you don't give yourself that time, your body's going to force it upon you. Yeah. Like, I think today was a great episode about know, but I want you how to you got to do it. I want, to, I want you to keep doing this because you're very inspiring. Like, um, for any age range, any age range. I mean, I'm, what, in my 40s, and, like, I'm going to motivate myself to do a 5K with you. Um, a little intimidating, but, you know, with not you. Not intimidating. I'm, I'm not a fast runner. I'm a, I'm so. a fun back-to-mid-pack runner. Uh I enjoy it. I wear the costumes at some of them. <laughs> but for, but you, you keep doing this. Let's get you a bigger following. And I want I want this, this podcast to succeed for you. I think it'll be so great for, you know, the entire anyone who listens. Because it lets you know you're not alone. Oh, yeah. Like, if you feel like you don't have time to get it done, you're not the only one feeling that way. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you don't know where to start, you're not the only one feeling that way. If you feel self-conscious about something, you're not the only one feeling that way. And I want everyone to know you're not alone. You're not the only one who has, 
you know, the fears and anxiety that come with getting started to something new or changing what you've been doing, like how Gina is having to change to reach her next goal, her goal to run that 5k. We're going to be changing her workout routine over the next month. And it's scary, but she's not alone. She's got a support system. And so do every single one of you. Like it's going to be amazing. And I think Gina was the perfect choice to come help and talk to you guys about this. So thank you so much for coming on today's show. Thanks Brooke. Anytime. Thanks so much, runners, for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you want more Let's Run Fit in your life, find me on Instagram at Let's Run Fit with Be Lit. Until next time, runners. The information in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please always consult a medical professional if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The Let's Run Fit podcast is not liable for risk or issues associated with using or acting upon the information in this podcast.